On today's episode of Titus and Tate, everything you thought you knew about college basketball is wrong. Throw it out. The teams you thought were dead are back. The teams you thought were title contenders actually suck. <laughs> and the haters are going to get the best of you, just like they always do. These are just a few of the things I said to myself in the mirror this week. Right. Yeah. And sometimes bad guys win at the end of the day. As I look at Sean Miller, and he's the class of the Big East. He is. Yeah. Is it the Sean Miller National mm. Coach of the Year campaign? It's started? hot. Is it hot? I, I mean, hear it. I think Matt Painter might have something to say about it, mm. but... Uh, He's got to be throwing his hat in the ring there. But he's got he? the national player of the year. You should, you know, that that takes that hurts. Jack Nunji? <laughs> or no, 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 no you're I'm talking about oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kentucky saved their season in Knoxville on Saturday, by the way. Yes. Um, Cal Ken- took the phones away. Yeah. He took the phones away and the, it worked. A desperate times <laughs> called for desperate measures. One of the funniest results in college basketball season is a Kentucky team that is dead, completely lifeless, goes into Tennessee. Uh, a team that that I have believed looks the part all season. Right. They did not on this day. Kentucky has saved their season with no severe Wheeler. And uh, the season is going to continue to be hilarious because what happens when severe Wheeler comes back? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, UConn lost their fourth and fifth games to, to St. John's, uh, uh, to Jim St. John's team, Tate. You, you said hit the panic button on UConn. Maybe we'll talk about that a little more. Are we, are we hitting it twice now? Are I we, think I am. Are we hitting it harder? I, I'm just making sure they saw it the first time. I'm slapping at it again. Uh, Purdue, once again, looks very, very beatable. And once again, still wins the game <laughs> yeah. at Michigan State. Uh, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Kansas is in the driver's seat in the Big 12. Last second win over Iowa State. This Kansas team continues to be hilarious, and I mean that in an affectionate way. Um, I, I do like Kansas, but uh, they, they they enjoy playing with their food a little bit, as we'll say. And they're um, in Manhattan. They're playing Kansas they are. State today. Tonight. So, yeah, so uh, what fun. else is there? Do you know how to talk to your kids about the possibility of Clemson winning the ACC? Tate, is this real? Is this happening? <sighs> It's right in front of our face. Oh Brad Brownell is uh, a respected coach in the ACC. Some saying the face of the ACC this season. So that's exciting. But yeah, I can't explain it. Also, speaking of panic button, uh, Arizona panic button. Where are we at there? <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Kirk Creesa, uh, is he alive? <laughs> um, and I'm going to see. I'm 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 going to do this today. I'm going to see how long I can go this show without mentioning Charleston being ranked 18. Damn it! Damn it! I just did it. Right. Damn. I'm more upset Damn about it. Florida. <laughs> And guess what? NC State fans, I'm upset for you. I'm going to argue NC State is getting disrespected more than anyone in the country right now. The College of Charleston owns my brain. <laughs> and uh, I can't I can't, you can't think it. about it. So I'm, I'm going to do my best to not let it rattle me today. Uh, all that coming up, but first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, what is the story uh, coming out of the long weekend, the holiday weekend? Uh, we'll throw Monday in there with it, Tate. Uh, great weekend of games. Um, right. But uh, uh, what, what, what was what was the stat? 11 ranked teams lost. 7 to 9, I think I mm-hmm. saw. Um, unranked teams versus ranked teams. Um, the unranked team, or the, the ranked teams were 7 to 9 versus unranked teams. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy weekend of college basketball. Well, I think that confirms that the AP is wrong, right? Great point. Great point. Frauds. I said I wasn't going to do it, but <laughs> do you have time to talk about College of Charleston? Because I would love to. <laughs> college of Charleston. I have one College of Charleston alum who's a friend. 
yeah. he reached out and said he didn't listen. He said I, he said first and foremost did not listen. But the message but, but the message has been sent <laughs> that your boy hates college of Charleston, and I just want to know why. Word, word got that because I'm a Coastal Carolina family, right. dude. I right. got I got family in Conway. We're uh, we it's you know I think Clemson fans should be upset because they're ranked uh, lower, higher. They're ranked behind college of Charleston, so that's even more upsetting. They I'm don't gonna, even own their own state. I'm gonna save the Charleston rant for later because okay. once I start, because uh, ultimately. I, I I did a lot of soul searching. I've uh this is this has been eating me alive. Like when I when I lay in bed at night, mm-hmm. I'm staring at the ceiling and College of Charleston basketball program is going through my brain. Uh the their zero quad wins are going through my brain. Quad one wins, I'm sorry. Um their net rankings, their their Ken Palms, their all all mm-hmm. this stuff is going through my brain mm-hmm. that they they might get an at large bid and my beloved Buckeyes won't. And uh that's the reality I find myself in. And if it's not that, it's wapo, wapo, wapo. <laughs> Those are the two things I've lost a lot of sleep over in the uh, in the last week. Well, but I'll I'll save it for later because once the, it might be a runaway train once I start going on that rain again. So let, let's make sure we get to the uh, the stuff that's important, such as Kentucky. Is that the story? Would I you think, say is Kentucky the, the story coming the, out of the weekend? The biggest story of the weekend. I mean, for our show's purposes, maybe Creighton. Uh, finding some life. Right. We were That's very, right. That's I mean, right. the best eight loss team in the country by far, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, we could talk about that, but yeah, Kentucky is the real story because we talked about the SEC. We said we have Alabama, we have Tennessee. Which one of these two is actually a Final Four, a Houston type team, a, yeah. a national title type team? We kept coming back to Tennessee. Tennessee has checked all the boxes. They lost to Arizona. We we let that one slide. We said that's a good loss. Now you're looking. It was a at great it. game. It was a high quality. High you know, quality like they game. played well. It was one right. of those deals that one team had to lose and, right. and they felt were, like a Final you know, Four game. Yeah, it did. It did right in front of our faces. Yeah. And then you have a Kentucky team who's looking like destined to go to the NIT, mm-hmm. and instead they go to Knoxville and they get this win. And then I think the real story for me was that after the game, Calipari, the victory lap. I mean, I've, I've never seen it. It's as if Kentucky won the national championship by beating Tennessee at Tennessee. He's like, I figured it out. A lot of doubters out there yeah. thought I'm the idiot. They thought I'm, I'm the dumb guy. But last night in the hotel, I take away the iPads. I take away their phones. They wake up in the morning. They got chills. They don't even know how to act because they don't have their phones. And guess what? Kentucky gets the win. So uh, John Calipari, you did it again. Just when we thought you had nothing left in the back pocket. He pulls out what moms do to every six-year-old in the country and says, no iPad, no, no more, No more Candy Crush on your phone. Right. Yeah. Give no me your more. iPad. <laughs> Give me your stencil. <laughs> None of that tonight. Um, yeah. yeah w- 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 is this more Kentucky is back to you or Tennessee? Because I, uh, I, I, I do this more often than not, I guess. I, I, the, the, when a higher-ranked team loses, I'm more concerned with like uh, – with them, with them, then, then you know, Kentucky did save their season. I don't want to take away from Kentucky, and and Kentucky is, um, it, it was a great result. But to me, as a guy who came into the season thinking this might be the year that Tennessee breaks the 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 pattern of of Rick Barnes memes in March, you know, and and I said this might th- this team feels a little different. I, I I believe in this team in a way I've never believed in a Tennessee team before. Right. Um. This was the nightmare scenario. This was, this was, I, I, I've said this on the show a hundred times this year. I will continue to say it. I will never, ever at any point in time worry about Tennessee's defense this season. And mm-hmm. no, they could, they could, they could play Alabama and Alabama could hit 33s on them and score 150 points. And I will still continue to be like, Tennessee's defense is going to be fine. I trust Tennessee's <laughs> defense. Nothing will make me not trust Tennessee's defense in March. What, what will give me pause, Tate, when I look at that bracket? 
is I will I will play in my head this Kentucky game when Tennessee goes three for twenty one from the three point right. line. Fourteen. When Tennessee is just mm-hmm. like just fumbling the ball around the basket, and when Tennessee gets destroyed on the boards, which a lot of a lot of times rebounding numbers don't tell the whole story because like you know when Tennessee's throwing up a bunch of bricks, of course Kentucky's going to get more rebounds. Right. Um. But at the same time, twenty more rebounds. Twenty more rebounds. Thirteen offensive rebounds for and you're you're playing to Kentucky like Oscar Sheboy. We know his reputation. We know who this man is. You would think that Tennessee would go into this game saying we cannot let them destroy like. Of all the problems Kentucky has had, Oscar Sheway has not been a problem, and he's going to gobble up a ton of rebounds. Like, let's make this a focal point of our game plan here. Um, anyway, point being, this is the nightmare scenario for Tennessee. This is this is when, when that bracket comes out, and Tennessee will still be a two seed, three seed probably at the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a one seed. Who knows? By the time it's all said, right. still got to play Bama, could win the SEC tournament, whatever. Um, but when I'm staring at that bracket, and I, I suddenly look up, and I have Tennessee in my Elite Eight, I'm going to stop and I'm going to be like, am I sure I want to do this? Do I need to pull the eraser out? And and because this Kentucky game is going to be playing in my head over and over and over. Yeah, absolutely. And you just felt like this entire game, you're looking at Rick Barnes and you're saying, Rick, come in, Rick. Rick. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rick. Rick, it's happening. Yeah. Rick, it's right in front of you. Stop it, Rick. Stop it. And uh, that is the... the what we look at when we look at March, we worry about Rick Barnes. We worried about him having a little bit of a curse situation where these games just kind of happen, but eventually, as they continue to happen over and over and over again, you're saying, okay, it's kind of like Mac Brown with Mike North Carolina Tar Heels, you know? You eventually when the same recipe right. you keep collapsing <laughs> over and over and over again, you have to say, What's the what's the one constant here? And that's what it feels like with Rick Barnes. And in this game, he seemed to be okay with the fact that it was happening. Maybe it was a lesson for his team that you have to, you know, maybe that's what he was playing. The I long, hope so. The long but, con here. He's like, you can shoot yourself out of a game, guys. You know, maybe that's the message. But for, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this was the worst case scenario for Tennessee. And then you have CJ Frederick hitting threes, sticking his tongue out. Then I'm looking at the stat line. I'm like, he's three for nine. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like that, that's, that hurts. That hurts. When you have a, when you have a guy who's three for nine sticking his tongue at you right. on your home court. Right. That's tough. Right. That means that you can't do that anything. That you're shooting probably 14%. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the, the Kentucky part of this is hilarious because uh, how could you not be pumped up if you're a Kentucky fan? How right. could you not say like, finally, we still, the, the lineup that Kentucky fans have been wanting to see uh, with Reeves and Frederick and 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 Toppin and Wallace and Shibway that they've been they've been clamoring for right. all season, but Calipari's had his hands tied because Severe Wheeler led the nation in assists. Is 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 the point guard? He's the point right. guard. He's he's your point he, guard. He was this he was doing a great job leading from the bench. I will say Severe Wheeler was being a great teammate. Because um, if I were him and the team started winning this game without me. Yeah, I might, I know, I might I, feel I would some be, type I would of way. <laughs> I'm going to have my arms crossed. But that, that's why this is hilarious because Severe Wheeler is coming back and he is going to start and he's going right. to, uh, and he's not a bad player, but at the same time, he's not a good player, but he's not a bad, you know, and that's right. like, that's what makes it so confounding is that he's not bad. Kentucky fans listening are like, yes, he is. They're screaming, yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. But then I, <laughs> but then I'd be like, I don't know, man, there's, there's, you, you got to watch some of these other teams around the country if you want to see a truly bad point guard, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, it, the results kind of do sp- – I, I, I'm scared to say that Kentucky's better without them because I don't want to get aggregated again. I don't want that headline out there. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. ready for that. Mm-hmm. I learned my lesson with Sky Clark, although – I think people might like that I think I'm, if you put that out there. 
for for the Kentucky fans. They might you know they what? might like the aggregation. That's a good point. And I'm right about Sky <laughs> Clark, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was right about that. And I'm, right. I continue to be right. I mean, so, look how much um, fun Illinois is having. Yeah, they're yeah. having a great time. Right. Matthew Meyer and uh, uh, Underwood. I was watching the Minnesota game yesterday. They're Dane just chumming up on this. Yeah, Dane Dane is the story. He is. Uh, <laughs> he might be second team All Big Ten in my in my book. You know what? I'm going to do it. All right, K- say it. Kentucky's better without Severe Wheeler. Aggregate him. They're better without him. Run with it. They are a better team. They, they the offense looks a little more fluid. Uh, mm. <laughs> they have like 19 turnovers. <laughs> yeah, 19 turnovers. <laughs> That's what I, I, I wouldn't uh, say. Like you come away and you're saying we solved the the riddle. As no. Calipari seemed to act after the game, you know, like but that, that's what that's what makes it. That's the funniest part. Is like that's the best. Part. The attitude is like, oh, right. thank God we don't suck anymore. Now right. we're okay. Now we're back to, to being a Final Four caliber <laughs> yeah, team. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, he's like national title or yeah, bust. Yeah, all right, all right. Just we'll take see. the phones away. Yeah, I think that's the big secret. The, they had a players only meeting too. I saw, which uh, we love those. The, they uh, always work. They always work until they don't. In the case of Ohio, <laughs> I saw Ohio State had a players only meeting and. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, don't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I I, I want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> the Bubble Boys are coming from my Buckeyes. Are they really? Yeah. What and Bubble Boys specifically? Is Mike it DeCourcy. Palm? Oh, it's DeCourcy. It, the, 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 it's coming from inside the I mean, house. It's I, coming I, from inside the Fox I've, family. I've fought all these men uh, on the front lines yeah. of the bubble. Um, and uh, DeCourcy was one of the, the hardest ones to crack. He does not back down. First In four fact, out. He, he doubles down. First four out. First four out today. And listen, man, we lost to Minnesota at home, Oof. but this is this is what I mean when it's kind of, the call is coming from inside the house, Tate. Uh, not only is it Mike DeCourcy, uh, not only is it it's CBB on Fox that's putting out Mike DeCourcy's uh, uh, having the Buckeyes first four out. We we did lose to Minnesota at home. I'm not saying we did not. That is a thing that happened. I watched it, but however, however, uh, this was sabotaged by my own network, by my own employer, by by Fox themselves, Tate. Doing the all-access broadcast. I saw this. I watched this. And our, our the the Buckeyes are playing like garbage. And you know that Chris Holtman in the back of his mind is like, I need to motherfuck these guys and get them back. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm on live television and I can't do that. And he was rattled and he was shook. And for, for for Fox to not only like that should be a Fox loss. That's not a Minnesota loss. That's Fox. Like I think I, I'm putting Fox on the bubble. I'm putting us on the bubble. I right. put us on the. I'll, it's I'll, a f- it's a family. I'll, yeah, our the Fox family's on the bubble. Uh, in Ohio, first four out, Fox family. <laughs> and and <laughs> last four in, Buckeyes. And on the flip side, I will say this. I, I was at the Asheville Championship last year. Ben Johnson, the Minnesota coach, was there. Minnesota won it. But Ben Johnson, on camera for Fox, Yeah, he was talking a whole lot more than he was talking when they didn't have the all-access. And guess what? It was working. So yeah. maybe he should pick up on that. But he was anyway. calling out screens, calling out switches. And I'm like, who is this man? And then, like you said, Chris Holtman, he's just trying. Chris Holtman's a great guy. But sometimes, but he knows Bronny's watching, yeah, and he some, can't. He right, can't. Right. It's all. Yeah. It, you know, it's going. The brand play is going through your head as you're trying to coach a basketball team, right? And and that's not fair. And it's and it's and it's unfortunate that it came to this. But uh, I just think, I just think America should take that into account. These bubble boys when they're also uh, Zed Key. What's going on? He's not 100. percent Great so point. That, that counts. Great point. Also, who's the who's the best seven loss team in the country? Ohio State. What happens? If Find we, me a better team. What happens seven when losses? we lose again and we have the same amount of losses as Creighton? Then the real debate starts. Well, then it's, then the it's, then it's a toss-up. Um, we'll move past it. I, I brought that up, though, because we were talking about the players-only meetings. Right. I mean, players-only meeting always work, except in, in, in the case of Ohio State. It does not <laughs> seem to be working. But Kentucky's back is the point. That's the ultimate point is Kentucky is uh, – I think I think you have to start talking about number nine in Lexington now. I think mm. uh, I, I think now that we've, we've gone on the road and we've uh, knocked off the top five team, 
um, I don't know, man. I, th- I think we're back. I think. Uh, and th- Coach Cal went straight from that win to the hoop hall to Springfield, Massachusetts, uh, according to our friends of the program, Boots on the Ground. So then he was in the building at the Mecca where basketball was created. What was he there for? Just trying to. I mean, they they had a little showcase like this weekend, those... like Montverde and uh, oh, all oh, these, like oh, Cooper Flag. High school. Oh, yeah, and yeah. the boys were all playing this weekend because that's what we watch now. We watch th- these high schoolers at the the high school showcase. But I, Cal was there in the building, kissing babies, saying, "Did you see what I just did?" I love the idea of him just going to uh, like pray at a shrine in the right. basketball hall of fame. Of course, for for good vibes right. for a season moving forward. He's like just saying thank you to the mm-hmm. basketball gods. So mm-hmm. he's like, I can make a quick trip to, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to Springfield to <laughs> to get this out of the way. Uh, can we talk about Purdue a little bit? Yeah, please. Purdue beats Michigan State yesterday um, in a uh, a rare Monday afternoon game because of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and a game, as I said at the top, that Purdue looked very beatable. If you are someone, I'm not, I'm, not, I do not believe this, uh, but a lot of people do, Tate, that Purdue is a one man team. Um, if you are someone who believes that Purdue is a one-man team, that Purdue is Zach eating a bunch of bombs that could be interchanged by, uh, you know, eleven guys on any other team, just grab eleven guys off the street and throw them a Zach Eady, and, and you're going to have a top-five team. If you're someone who believes that, this was your Super Bowl. This Michigan State game was right. a game you will be. If you're someone like me who's like, no, nah, the, these other dudes on Purdue can play a little bit, and they they bring stuff to the table, and um, they're very important to the success of Purdue. Uh, you're gonna forget about this game. You're gonna, you're. Gonna, I mean, I should say Fletcher Lawyer down the stretch was awesome. He, he, he did, he did make some great yeah. plays down the stretch, but he was, he was bad throughout the this game. Yeah, he um, was also in a brother redemption game for his brother Foster. So he, yeah. he was playing like a game within a game. There, there was a certain that that's why he, I felt like had the confidence in this game. But it was all Edie, thirty-two yeah. and seventeen. It was all Edie. Uh, our boy Ethan Morton, we say that he either does everything or does nothing. This is a do nothing. <laughs> this is a do nothing game. Yeah, this, this is a is, tough. This is a tough one. Braden Smith had a bad one too. He was, right. he was the stinger. But that's Mess, a freshman that's the, on the road. Yeah, you know, at the Breslin Center for the no, first it's, time. No, it's tough. Um, but yeah, Edie at thirty-two and seventeen, uh, and miraculously, this is becoming the talk in the Big Ten. Tate, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw some attention to this for you. Zero fouls in 36 minutes for Zach Eady in a game that he should have got a flagrant foul called him for the hook and hold right. on Sissoko. Uh, Some people were saying he should have gotten thrown out. And by those people, I mean Michigan State yeah. fans. <laughs> yeah. Like, throw this yeah, man throw out. Throw this man out. Um, Zach Eady is somehow, what, what, what is he averaging? Like He's averaging less than two fouls a game as right. a seven foot four, 300 pound man in the Who Big Who does head. go to block pretty much every shot that's around him. Like, he's he is swatting i mean he does he does a great job of two hands up and just like kind of just like moseying around yeah. but at a certain point he does come down for the swats and, and they're not getting called listen this man gets fouled every time down the floor i understand that that's mm-hmm. that's he, he's got that shack situation where it's impossible to ref right. him because he's he the, the the saying when shack was playing was that he he gets fouled and he also fouls on every single possession and you just kind of have to blow the whistle and make it up as you go i guess what's interesting to big 10 fans that aren't from West Lafayette, Tate, they're saying to themselves, where is the he fouls part of this equation? Right. Why is it that? Right. <laughs> it seems to be that? pretty one way. <laughs> and he seems to be hitting us. He's yeah. throwing us down. <laughs> He's getting mad. He's getting angry. He averages one point. Uh, uh, I, I, I just had it. Where did it go? He averages uh, uh, this year. He's averaging 1.6 fouls a game. Come on. In 32 now. minutes a game. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. So we're saying, we're just projecting ahead. Once we get to, let's say, the second round of the NCAA tournament, Zach Eady comes into a game. They're playing whoever. 
They're yeah. playing Richmond. I'll say it. They're playing North Carolina. They're in a playing a game. All right, here we go. They're playing North Carolina. One <laughs> yeah. eight matchup. Zach Eady has two fouls before the under sixteen. Yeah. Or sixteen timeout. Zach Eady reaches over Armando Baycott to grab rebounds, right. and right. this not a Big Ten ref crew, so they're like SEC refs. They're like, sir, that's a foul. Foul. Zach Eady's like, and then what? he looks technical. <laughs> 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 and then everyone's like, wait a second, and now. You know, Caleb First is out there and he's trying to get buckets and Brandon Newman's <laughs> trying to get buckets and Zach Eady's on the bench. Yeah. And Purdue's down 17. And everyone's like, <laughs> Wow. Wow, the Big Ten sucks. This feels this feels very realistic. This picture you're painting. No, uh, I don't that's I mean, what that's what that's what it, it's the onus is on the Big Ten officials to make sure that he's ready and that Purdue is ready for these types of moments. All I'm all I'm asking, I'm I'm gonna do the same thing. Like, this got me in trouble last time when I was talking about <laughs> Purdue's guards, and I was just telling Purdue like Purdue fans are smart. They are. They're 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 smart people. They're right. they're, they're perhaps too smart. Those engineering nerds um, mm. up in West Lafayette, like they 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 know ball too. Like these these are smart folks. Ball. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last time I I tried to help out Purdue fans and just like I- explain to them that that a national title or bust mentality is stupid. I was saying just just picture that. There's another team in college basketball that it, that everyone is saying is a national title caliber team that starts two freshmen that can disappear at, at, at guard that that are not NBA players, right? Uh, that can disappear for stretches. That uh, th- this team plays through their big man. They they ex- almost exclusively if he's not <laughs> dominating, they look like a completely different team. Imagine right. they're wearing any other jerseys. Purdue fans, you guys are smart basketball people. You would look at that team and you'd be like, great team. Could probably win the Big Ten, but like, are we sure that they are a team that we should say right. is going to win the national championship? Right. I'm going to do a similar thing with Zach Eady and the fouls because I think if you're a Purdue fan, you're like, he just doesn't, he doesn't foul. Like, why? Or what? You just want him to blow the whistle and call fouls? You're smart, Purdue people. You're smart. Come on, come on. We know what's going on. No, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't like feel bad about what's happening. Like, take right. take the calls you're getting and and all that. But like at the same time, I mean, this man literally had a flagrant foul as clear as day. Right. Some He's people were, some and people then were saying just it was dirty. Fouls. Yeah, you're right. And that was zero a foul, foul on Sissoko, right? I mean, that wasn't even a foul on him, the, the big one. It was a foul on Sissoko. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So when you look at the video evidence, it's right there in front so of you. So I'm not trying to, what I'm, you, you you said it exactly, Tate. I'm not trying to take wins away. I'm not trying to say Purdue didn't deserve this win. I'm not trying to say that Purdue didn't deserve the win in Columbus when Zed Key got hurt trying to guard Edie, and then Edie also got called for one foul throughout the entire game. And, and somehow this keeps happening. I'm not trying to take this away from, from Purdue as much as it might sound like I am. Uh, I'm saying what you're saying about the NCAA tournament. What happens when the whistle goes like? Because because the teams that that you believe in in March are the teams that have Plan Bs, right? Purdue, ha- I think it's fair to say. I I I like the other guys on the team. I think they're going to be pretty good ball players, like Smith and Lawyer especially. They're going to be awesome. By I think the time, so. In a few years, yep. They they can be awesome junior, in flashes junior right now. Year. Junior yeah. year, it's going to be. Great. They're going to be awesome, right? Um, I I like the the role players on this team. But I think at this point in the season, it's fair to say Purdue has zero plan B. I think it's fair to say that if Zach Eady rolls his ankle, if Zach Eady has an Armando Baycott at Virginia, you mm-hmm. know, rolls his ankle and is out for the game, the the live betting, I, I would love to see that. I would love to see the live line of a Purdue basketball game where they're favored by like seven, and then Eady rolls his ankle and it says he's not going to return, and then just watch what <laughs> the spread just like flips the Purdue plus fifteen, you know, like right. the, the, that's that's all we're saying, and I guess. As you're as you're forecasting for March, um, if you're counting on this man not ever getting called for fouls, I I don't know. That's a gamble. I'm, I I don't know if I'm I'm I, I can get there because I I'm watching these games. It's physical as shit. It's Big Ten basketball. 
And somebody look at the box score and you're like, the seven foot four guy that weighs 300 pounds, it's, if he truly is not fouling these guys, Defensive player of the year as well? Or should we stop a national player of the year? We should right. be defensive player of the year. Right. The national defensive he, player He might of the be year. the best rim protector we've ever seen. Of all time. Right. Never fouls anybody and is averaging <laughs> 2.2 blocks a game. <laughs> right, exactly. With zero fouls, it's right. incredible. Right. And like I said, he he is swatting at shots. I mean, he is not just standing there letting it happen. He's active. He's an active defender. And all the times he comes out to hedge ball screens and and, and, <laughs> right. and guys get downhill and attack him and and it's 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 amazing that he, right. that he can pull this off. I mean, I'm I'm not kidding. Like if he if he's truly not fouling these guys, then then this is he 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 is one of the greatest defenders college basketball has ever seen. And I think that teams are now going at him to go physical and be physical with him. So that that is also like I think to myself a team like TCU and a guy like Eddie Lampkin you know, someone that's going to get underneath him, yeah. that's going to get you know physical with him. I, you know, th there's going to be matchups where you're like, oh no, I, I don't like this for Ed, um, and that is what's worrisome. But I do think that maybe Braden Smith with the Big Ten, it'll help season him up. He'll he'll not be a freshman as we get to the tournament. That's yeah. what you look forward to. And Matt Painter was coaching him hard. Like Smith had a really bad turnover one time where he like jumped in the air. Had no one to throw to, went out of bounds, and then Painter pulls him, and Painter just sits him down and does the old coach. You know, he's like not even facing the court. He's just yeah, Brad <laughs> Smith, and just basically you know going at him. And that's what you hope those guards can mature. But Edie right now is the one man band, and and what a band it is. I will say that. I mean, I'm it's impressive. I, I, he's he is he's number one on my wouldn't watch list. <laughs> is he right? It's interesting. Right, interesting. Don't, don't aggregate that, Alabama. <laughs> don't aggregate that. He's uh, your Brandon Miller love is is aging pretty well. I will say. Thank you. I will say. I, I laughed. That. I I literally laughed right in your face. When you <laughs> a, said lot Brandon Miller. Yeah. a lot of people laughed. Yeah, a lot of people laughed. I I did. I did. I'll I'll own it. But it's uh, it's. it's I like better. Alabama's team. You know, I I, yeah. I I somehow have fallen in love with Alabama's team, but I don't want to get my hopes up because again, they're freshmen. I think my uh uh. My frustration with uh with with Edie is probably what you just said that he's he's already won the Wooden Award and and in a year when <laughs> we got Wooden Award when I got my vote back which I mm -hmm. think I always had it <laughs> I think I, I think they reached out and said you always had it you've always had they're it they're waiting for you to vote I keep I keep acting like I was one like, unaccounted for I was put it on a voting probation or something and I'm like I, now that I've paid my dues and uh, <laughs> yeah. did my time and got my vote back ban. Yeah. I wasn't in the right headspace <laughs> yeah. during COVID. I did a, uh, I did a Bill Self ban. Was like I did nothing wrong, but at the same time, I'm gonna I'm, take. I'm gonna it. sit this one out. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna step away for here for a second. Um, and then you get a vote, you know. And we're excited to have Wooden Award votes this year, right? And then Zach Eady's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove all excitement from this race. Mm. It's over. I might, I it's might done. zag. I might zag. You might zag. Zag. When everyone else is zagging. Might, when everyone, yeah, I'm, I'm going to zag. Okay. Are you, are you I'm not, not saying that I'm going to vote for Drew Timmy. I'm okay. not saying that either. But I might zag. You just got to figure out how. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just got to figure out how. I just got to build my so argument. The, so yeah, give, give me give me a couple of months. I'm going to build my argument. The follow up question is: All right, if not Zach Eady, then who? And you're like, haven't thought that through yet. Give me some time. Right. Give me some time. Nunji. Uh, no, Purdue fans are going to take everything I just said and throw it back in my face. And, Aggregate. And call it. me a hater, and and right. I'm going to say how much money do you donate to your university, you son of a bitch? Um, because I'm I'm out here donating, but at the uh, uh at the <laughs> same time, like I'm not. It comes from a place of love, Tate. Like we're trying to we're trying to forecast. I do think if Purdue's going to win a national championship, you're going to have to foul trouble or otherwise. You're going to have to have one game where Zach Eady 
is not going to give you 25 points and 15 rebounds, you know? Like, right. there's, Zach Eady's going to have a bad game, whether it's foul trouble, whether it's, like, some teams, like, enough is enough. We are doubling him literally every time he touches the ball, and we're going to give guys... Ohio State kind of went with that strategy. Mm-hmm. We're just going to double him and give Purdue wide-open threes all game, and then Purdue start hitting them. Um, maybe that's going to happen. Whatever. It's gonna, you're going to need a game from these other dudes. And I think it's fair to, to question how good... Because uh, I don't know, man. They, they've shown it in flashes. During the PK-85, they were awesome. But it's been an up-and-down thing, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, Purdue is positioning themselves to just go all-in on Edie, which is, as, as I've said, it's fine. He's the best player in the country. He's, he's inevitable. He is, he is dominant in a way that um, is... It's like it, it. It's I. I can't tell you how many people are fans of teams that Purdue has been playing this year that don't really follow college basketball. They just kind of like watch their team every few games. Like this, I have a few Michigan State buddies that like have have not. They know who Zach Eady is. They're, right. they're not stupid, whatever. But they were texting me yesterday. They're just like, what? What? What is this guy? Who is this guy? What, what's going on here? Right. I'm like, yeah, this is. He's been doing this all year. And he's going to continue to do it. Yeah, he is Yao Ming. Um, I don't know. They're a fascinating team because they 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 are unique and and it's. We're going to continue to talk about them a lot because it is a confounding thing. Like to have a team be so reliant on one guy, to have it, that one guy be a big dude, to have two freshman guards like that. To, I mean, it, it just, if they win a national title, they will completely break my brain. My, my, my brain. Yeah. They will break my brain. They will completely break like everything you, that is supposed to be true about college basketball. But it will weirdly revert back to the old way of viewing basketball, which is like the bigs win at the end yeah. of the day. And the fact yeah. that Zach Eady can can do that and dominate a game and dictate a game. Shout out something. Tyson Walker, by the way. Michigan State was right. was balling, man. Thirty points. He was he was awesome. He was he was uh, he did get a last shot. He got he got a last look, but I, I felt like he was out of heat at that point, and that was a tough. Well, he shot. was cold. It was it was right. he, he was sitting on the bench after right. twelve timeouts and twenty one to twenty one minutes. For yeah. the last like two seconds of that. He game. He should have got on. In retrospect, you can do that over. If I'm Tyson Walker, I would have spent that whole time just on an exercise bike, keeping the legs warm. Right. You know, or just like can guys? Here's a question I never thought about: During timeouts, can guys get shots up? <laughs> what about that idea that'd be great what who's the first coach that's going to try that that like a, a guy nate oats yeah <laughs> nate oats calls a timeout brandon miller starts like oh for six yeah he's like he crossing call, like he calls a shots. timeout and nate oats is like brandon just stay out there and put shots up yeah. as i talk to the boys right <laughs> and i quickly wanted to shout out on the last shot from walker uh ethan morton great closeout i said he did nothing in this game he did do something he did, he did close out great against, great close out right. great great contest on that last he does shot. the stuff that doesn't show up on the box right right mm-hmm. uh what what other games you want to talk about i mean should we should we just mention and talk about sean miller just from you know yeah let's do it all right let's talk about xavier because xavier i mean i you like some of these players you know i mean they, they're talented I like their front court Sean Miller is the best coach in the Big East. That's what I'm realizing. That's what's right in front of my face. There's a lot of good coaches in the Big East. I think Thad Mata is one of those guys in the conversation as well. Thank you, Tate. But in my face, right in front of me, I am looking at Sean Miller, and I'm saying, how in this world is this man on top of the world again? We saw Xavier not even a year ago in the Big East tournament. Yeah, It was it was a bit of chaos there. You know, It was like assistant coaches trying to get other jobs, coaching and fake coaching and things like that. And now Sean Miller's got him all in line. He's got it all figured out. He's got a great home court advantage. He's got a great schedule, which, you know, that, that's a little bit of coaching, too, that things work out that way sometimes. I don't know. It's, it's just it's, it's, I'm, it's blowing my brain. 
I'm going to explain I, a few I said things. that Zach Eady could break my brain if he wins a national championship solo dolo. Sean Miller being the best coach in the Big East and winning the Big East in his first year is breaking my brain. Okay, a couple things. Uh, he has masterfully painted a picture where um, the narrative around his his time, him taking over at Xavier is such that he has basically taken the exact same team that Travis Steele had and he has turned them into a top 10 team. Right. But at the same time, when we talk about Xavier, we also talk about Suli Boom and how <laughs> right. how incredible he's been. Right. What a great addition to this team he has been, averaging eight. What is he? Eighteen points, like five assists a right. game. He has sixteen, six, and five in this game. He's incredible. He's their best right. player by far. Right. Um, I, I I I don't know how both are true, but they are. Um, <laughs> I'm a little confused by that. I think like, it's the Nungy Fremantle angle. You yeah. know what I mean? Because when you see him, you're like, okay, this is Xavier. I know these guys, you know, and they kind of stick out. But like you said, Suli Boom and uh, Kunkel, Adam Kunkel. I mean, those are the two guys. The, they have the guard play that makes it work. And they played against a Marquette team that I really like. I really like this Marquette team. That was a nice, gritty win. So I will I will pour a little cold water on the Xavier hype because uh, I All guess right. that's that's my role now is I'm a hater. I just, that's just what I do, I guess. I, I team fair. Fans get excited about their teams, and then I step in and I say, you actually suck. And then everyone gets Not mad so at fast. me for pointing out reality. So I guess like I guess people want me to just sit down here and say, everybody's going to win it. This, this participation trophy-ass generation we have, Tate, everyone mm. just wants me to sit down and be like, yeah, you all are going to win a national title. You right. all are great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it's worked for Dickie V, so... Unless you're Arizona. It's not like Arizona and they don't like him. Maybe that's what I should do, though, is that I have... <laughs> my bracketology, I have 156 teams in the tournament this year. Congratulations mm. to all of you. And you mm. all are champions. Um but no, am, I, here, am I here with the transformation <laughs> committee? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> here's here's what gives me pause about Xavier is that uh and, and again, not a hater. Right. Not a hater, just a realist. Just pointing out some facts. Number eight's too high. Number eight feels a little high. A little high. They're number 18 to me. The schedule that Xavier has, I'm not saying it's it's easy. I'm not saying they have they they've not beaten good teams. I'm not that I'm you know, this is not uh this is not what I'm doing. I'm just saying it might be a little bit of a mirage if you really sort out what's going on here with Xavier. That that number eight feels a little high because here are the Xavier games away from home. Here's your rundown outside the Centos Center, the games that Xavier has played. Win over Florida and Portland. They win 90-83. They lose to Duke in Portland. Mm. They lose to Gonzaga in Portland. They beat Cincinnati by three at Cincinnati in the Crosstown shootout. Throughout the record book, Cincinnati's not a great team, <laughs> but it's a rivalry game, so I don't right. care that the game was close. It always is. It's always a fight, whatever. Uh, they played at Georgetown. They won 102 to 89. W there. Win at St. John's by five. Win at Villanova by eight. That's it. Those are the only games that Xavier's played outside the Centos Center. By my and in my my bracketology, I would say Florida <laughs> is the only win they have. Florida is the only team that has a prayer at making the NCAA tournament out of all those of the teams that they beat. Right. Um, they have one win over a team outside the Centos Center. The sk- the Big East schedule now, Tate. They've already beaten Marquette. They've already beaten Creighton. They've already beaten UConn. I, I think they played Seton Hall, right? Did they beat Seton Hall at home? Yes, um, they did. All of these, all of these games that they've played, the, the the top five in the Big East outside of Xavier. So Xavier's obviously at the top. Then it's Providence, Marquette, Creighton, UConn, Seton Hall. All five of those teams they play at home first. Then they play on the road. Mm. So they 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 get the W. They they make you feel like they're they are better than UConn. They are better than Marquette. They are better right. than. But then they 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 still have to go on the road to play all of these teams. So I'm not saying Xavier's a fraud. I'm not. I'm saying if you're a betting man, um, they front loaded. It might be wise to 
anticipate Xavier falling off a little bit down mm-hmm. the stretch is all I'm saying. Mm. Very front-loaded schedule, very favorable in that way. And in, in a situation like this, when you have a new coach, it's genius. It's because it's it's it, the the vibes are, vibes at, are all high. Time, yeah. at an all time high in Xavier right now. The, the everyone's feeling great. Everyone's. Right. I'm just. I, that's all I'm saying. It's just like let's let's uh let's wait and see a little bit. All I'm saying is that Sean Miller has locked up image makeover of the year. Absolutely. I mean, he, to it, that with that I agree. With I, that I agree. And I've never seen anything like it because when when they're showing these games and you're watching these games, like I'm watching the Marquette game on Sunday. And of course, they're talking about Shaka and how, you know, he's got this team bought in. Marquette's a really fun team. You know, they're in Kimpom. They're like top 20 defensively and offensively. They're one of those tournament teams that you got to look out for. And in this game, if they play at a neutral site, maybe Marquette wins. You know, yeah. that four point difference. Yeah, because that, that, that's what that's what kind of concerns. I don't mean to say that that uh, it, it's a double edged sword because like yeah, I, I, I'm in a lot of ways, like complimenting Xavier in the Centos Center because that place is bonkers. Have right. you ever been to a game there? No, but uh, it looks dude, it's insane. incredible. Right, it's incredible. But at the same time, it can give you like I've like I've talked about with these SEC teams. Like it gives you like a false sense of how good the team is when when you have that energy behind you and those that fan base. It's a tough place to play, man. And and um, credit to them, man. That's part of part of winning a Big East is obvi- a Big East title is obviously defending your home court. So like, it, I, I don't mean to. To, if anyone's getting the wrong idea of what I'm trying right. to say here, I'm not. Um, just simply like they're going to have to play the on the future road as we get of, yeah, uh, They're, they're uh, going to have to play the best teams on the road yeah. coming up. As you look up in mid-January and you say, "Oh my God, is Xavier national title contender?" I'm saying maybe. I'm saying maybe. I, I would like to see them play those top Big East teams on the road first. I would like to see what happens there before I get too carried away with this. But at the same time, they've been incredible. They've been incredible, and uh, it's, it's a fun story. And Sean Miller is image maker of the year. Yeah, he's sure. got it locked down. And speaking of uh, other teams in the Big East that are what we thought national title contenders, can we talk about UConn? I mean, what in the hell is happening? I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I, I'm I mean, panicking. Right, me too. I'm panicking. It's a Hurley problem. Yeah, it's. I'm looking at Hurley, and I'm like, Hurley, let's lock in. Let's get the defensive. What happened to the defensive identity of this team? Feels yeah. like we all got excited about uh, being the number one team in the country and getting our shots. They've up. lost the edge. Yeah, they lost. They've the lost edge. the edge. The offense is a mess. Um, Jordan Hawkins, uh, what do you have? Like thirty-one in this game. Like he was, right. he was great. But it, but it, it, worst game of Andre Jackson's career. He's I, I, I love terrible. that. Kid. I want to love him so much. Right. But they they have no facility. Tristan Newton. I I don't want to rag on the kid too much, but uh, like part part of what made UConn so good out of the gate was was the surprises like a Tristan Newton and and Calcaterra and mm-hmm. uh, Klingon and like these dudes that um, you were hoping you could get a little bit from suddenly are are, are incredible Caravan like the, all these guys that that you weren't sure what you were getting and and they're playing out of their minds it feels like all of them across the board have have fallen off a little bit and um, I'm I'm officially worried because it's not a it's not a blip, Tate, at this point. Because I think if you're right. a UConn fan, if you're a UConn optimist, you said they they lost it was scheduled losses. We talked about it. It was like three tough teams on the road. Um, were the were the games they lost. That's that's not cause for concern. But losing to St. John's at home, woof. And I will say woof. we're St. John's guys, because uh, you know, I'm watching my boy Dylan a day Wusu in this game. I'm like, yeah. I love I love this man. We we saw his first start. But uh, one one thing about being start. a St. John's guy is if you're truly a St. John's guy, right. then you understand that this team sucks. And, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like that's part of the St. John's basketball experience. Right. I think is like watching the team and be like, John's, we should be better. St. John's, yeah, St. John's <laughs> do one of these games. Like Joel Sariano was great in this game, uh, so they were do one of these games, one of these performances. The one little wrinkle that I saw at the end of this game when it was kind of getting out of hand 
was uh, Hurley ended up putting Sonogo and Klingon out there together as if he was tinkering. And it goes back to, you know, or is he desperate? Right. One or the other. He's tinkering or desperate. But at the same time, it it goes back to what we talked about in the last show with them, which is they have all this talent. I love the depth. But if the depth can't play together and you can't figure out the roles and guys are hot and cold and yada, 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 that is worrisome. And at the end of the day, no matter what, they still need to be able to play defense. And that was something that I thought they could hang their hat on. And it has not been the case. And uh, they have to go back to the drawing board. I'm, I'm officially worried about my Huskies. I'm worried about them. It's sad, but it was great for the it's Johnnies because it was such a fun. They were such a fun story at the first uh, first month or two of the season. It was such Number a fun 15 ride. Like in I did, the country. I, I mean, what a fall! If I remember right, we were we were uh, entertaining the idea of uh, not really, but I mean, you start you start forecasting. You're like, if, if UConn is head and shoulders above everyone else in the Big East, like. I don't want to say it, but could they go on a feed of team? <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> right. If they're beating everybody they're playing by 20. I mean, right. for God's they're, sakes. I mean, they like, were what, blowing people out. I wasn't I wasn't ready to start the conversation. I was ready to um figure out entertain when, the conversation. I was ready to figure out when I was going to start the conversation. Right. So I was looking at the schedule. I was like, all right, if they can get past <laughs> this part of the schedule, then maybe we start talking about it. You know, maybe. I don't mm. know. We'll see. Now that can they beat a team? Can they beat anybody? Can, Can they, they beat anybody is the big question. And it seems like uh, it's all just kind of gotten in their face. And they were better as the underdog. Then they got hunted, and they're not having fun anymore. So hopefully, now that they've kind of fallen back a little bit, they'll get it together. Tristan Newton. <laughs> Zero points in this game. One assist. One assist. Yeah. Tough. I don't I don't know how we fix this. I don't know. I mean, like, I get, like, because Hawkins, Hawkins, you can't run the offense through Hawkins in the sense of, like, like that's not as Hawkins is at his best coming off screens and shooting threes. Right, he's a like shooting that, guard. He's a shooter. That's mm-hmm. that's what you want Hawkins doing. Specialist. That's what. Yeah. Um, you do not want him, uh, uh, running the offense, bringing the ball up and stuff. Is it Jackson? Is Jackson the facilitator? Is, do, I don't. I don't think so. He's I mean, the maybe. slasher, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's I don't, the slasher. You don't right. want him. I mean, he he could do it at times, but like that's not. It's, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I, th- I think that's it. Like if it, Tristan Newton's got to play better, that's that's basically it. Tristan Newton can, um, get be, get be half as good as he was at the start of the season. Right. I he's might just start going through a slump. He's, he's going through a slump. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you could just that's plug slump. and play a Shabazz Napier, obviously on this team, it's all fixed. They just uh, need that point guard. Um. What else you want to talk about? Uh. Uh. Kansas beat Iowa State. I mean, that, that's, that was supposed. Can, that was probably one of the better games of the weekend. Too. That was a great game. Yeah, back and forth. All, all. Iowa State is uh, um, good. Very good. Yeah. Right. Very very good. They they got Texas tonight, right? Mm-hmm. The top four teams in the Big Twelve are all playing each other because Kansas is at Kansas State got whooped at TCU. By the way, right. um, which we pointed out on the show, they they were practicing. Um, it was at TCU, but they were practicing the uh, for tonight the uh, security in case they beat. Uh, can or yeah, if they beat Kansas, the security was practicing the court storming and how to handle it and all that sort of thing. And I told you this is that's that's not what you do. It's mm. not how you handle it. And then they go to TCU and get their ass whooped. Um, interesting. I was excited I'm to see TCU. Yeah, I was excited to see TCU play that well, especially at home. Um, that was good, especially coming off the national championship and the Texas game. Right, I wanted to. I wanted TCU to kind of find their footing. A I was happy bit. to see Sonny Dykes at the game because I feel like. If that was me, I would just gone into hiding. I would have gone. Right. I would have jumped on the uh, Clingsbury plane to Thailand, <laughs> which is very fair. I would have worn a brown paper bag to the game and said, "I'm not famous anymore." 
<laughs> uh, just go ahead and end it for him. But Kansas, Kansas is scary. Uh, Kansas is a really scary team. They can come back on anybody. And uh, I'm excited to watch Grady Dick in Manhattan go against the Wildcats. I hope they wear the lavender jerseys. I like those. I, I like the 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 light purple. Jerseys. The light purple. Yeah, those are nice. It was breaking my brain watching two purple teams. There there aren't a lot that, of purple teams. Yeah, I know. The, the same was, thing happened see, when that they, was a little too much when they played in the uh, Big Twelve football <laughs> championship. It's it's too much. Uh, right. Uh, too much purple. I'm a I'm a purple guy. I uh the the Brownsburg Bulldogs are uh, mm. my high school is purple. So like I nice. I, I enjoy like I enjoy good purple, but when it's purple on purple, it's too much purple. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I mean, I always think Clemson should wear more purple. I think Clemson, yeah. especially the football team, should wear more purple. But, yeah, you know, uh, Kansas. I I don't love Kansas's half court offense <laughs> at times. I don't love uh, Kansas uh, is is frustrating at times because they have so much I, talent. Yeah, there, there's there's Kansas flips back and forth between like free flowing offense, which is great <laughs> and modern. So like, do these guys have any idea what the hell they're even doing out there? Are they just like driving and kicking to death? Yeah, and, see, and, I, I bet NBA scouts love Kansas. Yeah, exactly. They're like, this is this is the game. Yeah, and and when it's working, you're like, see, this is why Bill Self's the best coach in the country because he just gives his guys freedom and they're out there just making plays. <laughs> and then when it's like not looking great, you're like, can we get one screen on this possession? Someone set one screen. I just want to see one. I love um, I love KJ Adams by the way. He's I, been awesome. Yeah, dude. he he's kind of the he's the, been awesome. he's the secret of Kansas. He's the real star of Kansas. I know we got to talk about Jalen Wilson. We got to talk about Grady Dick because they're the scorers. But I think KJ Adams is the reason that they make sense and they work. Uh, he's he's got like he's he's become a different player since December, early December mm-hmm. on. He uh he he's he's really coming around, man. At fifteen he's been, and six against Iowa, he's State. been great. Yeah. Um, and and Kansas is going to win games with their defense ultimately at the end of the day. Like that's how they're gonna. That's how they're going to win. And I, Dewan Harris and McCullers are great. Def- I, I, I do like the Kansas team. Just like you said, they're hilarious because they, um, they, they just come back on anyone. And they, they, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. just, it's, it's just a very like laze, like apathy that comes with them yeah. you know, at times. And then sometimes they lock in and you're like, these guys, they, they die for this. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, this, this is what their heart beats for. Uh, one last thing on Kansas, play MJ Rice. Put MJ Rice in the game. Yeah, what's going on there, dude? He's had back spasms. Uh, you know, he also plays the same position as Grady Dick, and you know, obviously they're going to feature the Dick. Um, yeah, but I, <laughs> me personally, I'd feature MJ over Dick. But Kansas says they're going to go Dick. <laughs> Did you see uh, Grady Dick in a post game press conference? Made a, um, he didn't make a Dick joke. Well, it was a Dick, but it was uh, it wasn't about himself. It was about their D. He was like, we need to. <laughs> Damn it, Grady! Like he said, some I, I God, I wish I, I should have pulled the clip for for the show, but he said something about mm. playing like we love hard D or something like that. Like like he said, he said something. And Grady, he, and then he called pause on himself, which mm. um makes me think like anytime someone says no pun intended before they say something, they're punning. They're th- trying th- to be it's punny. intended because then right. why didn't you stop yourself? So like he was very quick to like call it on himself. So like, right. but I don't blame him, dude, because that man's probably heard more dick jokes than any basketball player of all time so mm. um more than andy dick probably not that's true right did andy dick play basketball though <laughs> i hope they, what are, i hope they're not related no but he got arrested this weekend he did yeah andy dick did yeah what I do you do this time <laughs> <laughs> la local news yeah. <laughs> jim's like i was i was doing a, <laughs> a hollywood band to watch college basketball it's, it's like lake elsinore is that Los Angeles? Yeah. So I got Jim's like, I saw it happen. I was on a Hollywood van tour. 
getting a was giving one. I, I was just giving a tour. And I was saying this is where Andy Dick lives. And as, <laughs> oh my as god! We were there, oh my god! He's getting arrested right now. Lights are on. <laughs> oh, um, man. quick break to get a word from our sponsor. I want to shout out. Uh, I know we're not doing shout outs right now, but um, <laughs> I want to shout out UCLA for winning thirteen in a row. UCLA is in it because okay. Here, here, let's do this discussion. I instead of just doing random shout outs. Where do you draw the line as we look at the AP poll right now? Right. Um, if we're doing tiers, the top what what is the top tier of college basketball right now? Houston at one, Kansas at two, Purdue at three, Bama at four, UCLA five, Gonzaga six, Texas seven, Xavier, Tennessee, Virginia. Where where do you draw the line and you say there's a drop off at this point? I draw the line at six. I draw the line at six. I think Gonzaga's the last team that you could talk me into winning the national championship. And I'm not saying that I like Gonzaga personally to win the national championship, but I think that's the top tier line. I think it's at six. And I think UCL, I, you know, I'm a big Arizona guy early in the year after I saw their front court. I don't trust their back court. I don't trust Kirk Creesa. I do trust Tiger Campbell. I'm officially out on Arizona. I, I've burned the boats with Arizona. I've, I, I've, I, I've gotten off the air. Yes, like I've, yes. So if, if March comes back around and I try to talk back in myself back on the Arizona mm-hmm. uh, bandwagon, don't let me do it. Okay. Don't let me do it. I'm, okay. I'm out on I'm out on this Arizona team international title. I just wanted to get on record of saying that. I am on record now saying this. UCLA is my national title team on the West Coast. I think a West Coast team is going to win the national championship this year. And Houston counts as a West Coast team. West of the Mississippi. Okay. Um, but I think that UCLA is officially making their statement, making their case, saying we are one of those teams. But I think the line is at six as far as the AP. So Houston, Kansas, Purdue, Alabama, UCLA, Gonzaga, they're all tier one, final four title contenders to me. I think I agree with you at six, but I would flop, uh, flip uh, Gonzaga and Texas. You think Texas could? I don't know. I like Texas more than Gonzaga. Yeah. I think I like Texas long, but but then again, like, because... It's just Texas. I like Texas... <laughs> I can't, you know, like I, I, it's the same thing. It happens with Rick Barnes. You know, it's right there in my face. I like it. I see it. And then, and then something in the back of my head says, come on now. It's Texas. Yeah. Without a may, real coach. Maybe it's because I, I, I watched Texas beat the snot out of Gonzaga. If uh, Mark Few was but, the coach of Texas, I think Texas could definitely win the national championship. Okay. Okay. That's, that's my problem. With Texas. I just, I, I keep waiting for, you keep waiting for Texas to fall off and they're not doing it. They're, they're, right. they're, you know, the big one tonight. We'll see. I don't know, but they. Yeah, you're you're maybe right. I the, maybe I like, maybe ultimately what I'm maybe I draw the line at UCLA then. Okay. Just I'll just I'll just keep it simple instead of trying to suss out the difference between Gonzaga and Texas. That's fair. I'll just draw it at five because like obviously if I have to talk right. myself into Texas or Gonzaga, they don't belong because the top five. Um. Yeah. Of course, I could see all those teams win a national title except yeah. Purdue. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, seriously though, that's kind of how I feel. I think that I think Purdue's in there because they deserve to be, but at the same yeah. time, come on. You know? <laughs> if okay, if, uh, if Purdue co- has earned the right to be in my tier one, but at the same time, wink, wink. If on. college basketball worked like uh, like the Premier League, where you had to play every single team home and away, I like Purdue's chances. I like that. You know too. what I mean? Like yeah, over yeah, the yeah. long haul yeah. of, of one game. Stacking- in Indianapolis in a random yeah yeah that's that worries me that worries me too right it worries me. with for, SEC officials with, yeah. I see that the SEC officials are coming I uh I talked to my <laughs> I talked to my dad after the game yesterday um and he uh he said he said the secret to for to be <laughs> he goes and 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 as most I I want to get him on the show so bad we gotta he's still him. uh yeah he's st- he's still like. He, he's he's in all seriousness he's he's, dealing, recovering. he's, he's yeah, recovering and 
and his doctors tell him like not to to do to get too strenuous. Don't get excited. So I don't want to have yeah. him on the show because I don't want him to like get going about Zach right. and get right. like fired up. Right. And you're like baiting him into it. You're like, like trolling him into a reaction. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. Do I don't want to do that. Yeah. But, we gotta uh, save that. He's he's. But as most things with him, I can't tell like what's serious and and what's not. Um. But he said his 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 way of, of stopping Zach Eady if he's if he's running the Big Ten, he's bringing Ted Valentine out of retire. Is Teddy V retired? I no, he's not it. retired. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's calling just not getting. Yeah, I I I feel like I've seen him this year. Yeah, right? he's, he's called multiple Carolina games. He said we need Teddy Valentine. That's to- why we're losing games. Teddy Valentine's <laughs> on the call. I can't keep up with Teddy V retiring, unretiring. He, yeah. He's you know, um, but he said uh we need Teddy V calling a game in Mackey Arena. Mm. We need uh that that crowd is is just rolling and everyone's losing their minds. Right. Big run for Purdue to, you know, Purdue's down seven and they go on this big run to <laughs> to uh to take a lead. And then the next possession after they're already up by one, Edie makes a move, gets an and one, the pl- the top pops off the place. Right. But Teddy V's waving it off because he's right. saying elbow to the face, right. offensive All foul. The foul. Right. Um and my dad said Great that's call. my dad said that's what that's that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just want to see that one time. I do I just, too. I just want to see what that I, looks I do like. Too. I want to see what that looks like too. I think it's a very fair point. And I think that's exactly what we said earlier in the show. Because we know this is college basketball, you know? I, I was telling you, Bobby Hurley, that was one of my favorite moments of the year. He goes to one of his players and he's like, that was a great take, but it, it's it's not going to work in college basketball. Yeah. A great move. Yeah. It's not going to work here. It's not going to. It's college yeah, basketball. It's college. <laughs> just because it was the right play and a good play doesn't mean it's going to work. No, here. but my dad, Charge. my dad and it is just monotone, super serious. Like He's like, I, I just want to see what EDU looks like when he gets a ref that wants to make it about himself. Right. He's like, I just want to see what happens then. <laughs> and I'm like, on the one hand, that's insane to say that. But, but, but on, on the other, other hand, hand, you're right. It is college basketball. And you're right. like, yeah, it is interesting. I wonder what right. would happen when a right. ref goes into a Zach Eady game and says, I'm going to make this about me. I will say a great, <laughs> all great points by Coach Titus. Uh, fair points, I should say. I think I've seen Eady, his blood is start, starting to boil a little bit too. You know, like I think there's oh, a yeah. chance where his eyes go red and Eady like grabs Teddy V. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he says, "I want to shake your hand." Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he's uh he's uh he, 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 you're you're not wrong because it it is. I I I don't mean to say it's one way and that Edie's fouling all these like Edie gets fouled every single time down the floor. It's mm. just uh, it's remarkable that he, through his frustration and through getting fouled, he just doesn't foul anybody back. That's all. It's right. it's, it's remarkable that he's figured out a way to uh. The most fascinating matchup just of the top five teams or your top five contenders when I think about them just in my head is Kansas and Purdue because it would be Zach Eady who is 7'4 versus K.J. Adams who's 6'7". Yeah. yeah. It that would be, be stylistic. Like, it would just be the clash uh, yeah. of the Titans yeah. that make no sense. Like they, and honestly, K.J. Adams might be a bad matchup for Zach Eady and yeah. vice versa, obviously. Yeah. But but that is, to me, when I look at those top five, I'm like, that that's the one that uh, that has my attention. Yeah. Those, would, those might be the two best teams. That would be interesting. Right. That would be interesting. I want to see that. Um, what else? And Teddy V on the call. What else? Should I, <laughs> should I, should we talk about Charleston? Yeah. Can <laughs> like you promise yeah, that we're Charleston rant? Because they, I mean, I'll be fair to Charleston. I want to point out to our listeners. They blew out William and Mary. They did. They both, blew them out. Both William and Mary. Yeah. They, both of them. They blew them out. They did. So we have to give um, the credit to, uh, Charleston I will, I will give credit. Number I'm, 18 team in the country. Okay. So I, I think <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I, I'm, I'm done with the Charleston slander. I okay. think, I think I'm officially done for, um, at least today. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> um, 
because I I never I never wanted to be anti Charleston Tate. This isn't this right. isn't a position I I Charleston should be a great story. This should be a fun story. This should be a team that um when we do shout outs and closeouts, we're like, how about that? Charleston, another W, just racking them up. Longest win streak in the nation. <laughs> love what love what we're seeing down there from the boys. Keep it rolling, boy. You know, like that should be where we're at with this. Right. And when you wake up on a Monday morning and you see a number 18 next to Charleston's name, it just it it it's it it, it doesn't become that anymore. It's no longer like a fun story. And now it's like, wait, we're we're taking this team seriously as like a national like one of the 18 best teams in the country. Is that what we're... So I guess what I want to say is I'm done because I realize this is a me problem. I realize that yeah. I, <clears throat> I, I'm I way too old to be this naive that I, I, at 35 years old and following college basketball my whole life, to, to, to get sucked into believing that the AP poll is actually a ranking of the best teams <laughs> is stupid. And it's moronic by me. Right. And, and, I, and I, sh I should know better and I apologize It's hard, it's hard not, not to fall into the trap though. It's hard yeah, because it's... it's you know, like every so often you think to yourself, the AP poll is constructed to demonstrate who are the top teams in college basketball. It is not that. We know that. The AP poll is an exercise and the AP poll is just basically we speak your name is, right. is what they're doing. And they're just like, so the voters are like, hey, Charleston's won a lot in a row. We speak your name, Charleston. Let's throw you on the list. Um, so yeah, I, I was never, I never wanted to be anti-Charleston. I just wanted to be pro-reality. And, you know, Charleston being ranked higher than all but one Big Ten team, all but two Big East teams. <laughs> UConn and Xavier are the only two Big East teams ranked higher than Charleston. Um, there are only two ACC teams ranked higher than Charleston. Right, and Charleston is ranked above their in-state rival, I presume, Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, yeah. who's actually first in the ACC, 7-0. For how deep the SEC is this year, for there to be three SEC teams ranked, that's all I was saying. I was like, if... If you put an 18 next to, I I would like to live in a world where the AP poll is actually, right, showcasing the 25 best teams. So that way we have a better understanding, and like a neutral fan has a better understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, that makes me a hater. I I guess you know I, I guess that makes me a bad guy. Just pointing out the reality. I I it's just it's just hard it's hard to understand when quad one wins and net rankings and Ken Palms and and algorithms and all that stuff matters and when it doesn't Tate. Because I, I have been told for years that that stuff matters and that we should take that into account when, when right. trying to figure out who the best <laughs> teams are. So then I, I sit down here in front of you and I say, I'm going to take that into account. And I'm going to say, Charleston, not the 18th best team in the country. And then I guess that makes me a bad guy. So I, I, I don't want to shit all over the Charleston. I, it's not a fun place to be. Because like right. if you're a right. Charleston fan, you're like, we're beating the teams in front of us. Right. Um, we're having a fun year. Like, who are you to, to rain on our parade? <laughs> I great point. I I'm just trying. I'm just a guy sitting here trying to figure out who the best teams in the country are, and I, it 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 doesn't compute with me that that um nobody actually believes. Not even Pat Kelsey himself believes that Charleston's one of the 20 best teams in the country, mm -hmm. and yet we all have to go along with the charade that they are deserving of a number 18 ranking. I just don't get it. I don't right. understand it at all. But that's a me problem, I guess. Yeah, and also at the end of the day, if you're a college, in fairness to College of Charleston, your only loss on the year was to the number one team in the country. So, <laughs> yeah. so in their mind, you know, they they they're confused. They're like, we we've only lost. They played to one Houston. Team. <laughs> they only played one team that was number one, and they lost to them. So I I uh, I think that maybe warps their mind a little bit. I think the most damning part of the AP poll right now is that NC State is not in it, uh, and I, I just want to point that out. I mean, I'm not. I did not go to NC State. I'm not an NC State fan. But NC State blows out Duke at home. Then they beat Miami mm -hmm. in overtime. They've showed a lot of uh, tenacity as a team. 
They press. They're fun. They're like an old Rick Pitino team, and that makes sense because Keats is a Pitino guy. But the fact that Florida Atlantic is number 24 above NC State after these quality ACC wins, what a spit in the face. The fact that Arkansas, after going to Vanderbilt and acting like children again, like we talked about in Maui, and then losing, they're number 25. We're going to give them the respect over NC State, yeah, over a team that actually plays together, actually has a really fun team. <laughs> DJ Burns is a star. Put this man on camera. They put the sunglasses on after they win. NC State's a fun team. And if you haven't been paying attention, you should. And they can't even get in the AP Top 25. This but nobody's going to pay attention because they're not ranked. Right. And they're yeah. a national championship level program. 1974, 1983. Mm-hmm. No respect. I don't get it, Mark. Well, I don't get um, it. Um, I, yeah, this is this is our fault for expecting. We expect I, I, I guess it's ultimately like, I, I guess the reason I, I got worked up is because, uh, you know, the, these these are supposed to be our peers, you know? people covering right. covering college basketball and um dude if i get if i get put on trial for a crime i didn't commit tate mm-hmm. and the judge says we're gonna put your fate in the hands of a jury of your uh <laughs> your peers mm-hmm. so let's bring out some ap voters oh no uh, no i'm screwed right i'm, I'm just i'm taking right. off running right then and there right you know right and that's what that's what gives me pause it's just like pull up the ford bronco being, being lumped into uh, a group that these are my peers and I look around and I say mm-hmm. we all do the same job I don't like this I don't like this world that I'm that I'm living in but you know whatever congrats to Charleston I'm gonna stop being a hater um I actually I actually did think about it like I've I've th- they they are consuming all of my brain power <laughs> like thinking about this is like I I, I I I don't get how a team that there, there's not a single metric that says that they are other than their record um right which is which is a schedule that they created schedule they created <laughs> <laughs> and again i say like they're not even blowing out teams but as you said they did blow out william and mary right um and they got credit be, for playing the number one team on the road which they lost that game it, but they got a lot of credit yeah, for doing that and that's the funniest part about all of it. i would have felt a lot differently <laughs> if they were just pasting everybody by 20 every night they go out um they are not they're they're winning close games against bad teams mm-hmm. and um but you know i uh, being a hater is not a fun way to go through life, so I'm going to stop that. And I'm going to say, I want Charleston to keep winning because I do. I I think that is. I think Charleston being ranked fifth in the country, entering their conference tournament and still being on the bubble, it will be one of the funniest Last situations. Four in, yeah, Charleston number five team in the country. Yeah, Charleston being yeah fifth in the country and on bracketology they're an 11 seed. Mm-hmm. I don't know why am I the bad guy for pointing out that, that makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't. It does not make sense. How are they? Because every bracketologist has them like on the bubble still or at eleven. Like the best I think I've seen is a ten seed. I thought yeah, I saw a ten seed. Yeah. How can a team ranked eighteenth of the country be a ten seed at this juncture, Tate? Don't let these bubble boys get to you. They don't know anything. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't. <laughs> They've never been. I ranked. just want some consistency. But uh, you know, if Charleston, if listen, if you, if you truly are one of the eighteen best team in the country, we now have to re, um. Re can change the expectations of this team and say if you don't make the Sweet 16, it's a failure of a season. Right. You know what I mean? Right. If you're entering the tournament ranked 15th in the country and you don't make the Sweet 16, you're a failure and that season should not be celebrated. Mm. So that's where we're at. So like that's that's what you've done to yourself, Charleston. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now now no one's going to be happy when you you know <laughs> you win your first round game uh, in an 11-6 game and then lose by 20 in the second round. Right. No one's going to be like, "What a fun story Charleston was." They're going to say, "Frauds, failures." Right. You're, you're, you entered the se- right. you entered the tournament as a top sixteen team. You did not make the Sweet Sixteen. 
you failed. Charleston's a second half team, though. We should say that. They were down to Elon at half and they battled back in the second one by 20 points. Great win. Yeah, great. Huge. Great win. Resume builder there. <laughs> <laughs> great. Elon's horrible, by the way. I, I saw Elon earlier this year. They're not a good team. So that that's no, that's a little discouraging when you think about the long term. People forget there. Elon's head coach uh quit to go be the head coach of Duke. Go be like the the graphics designer at Duke or whatever the hell his job right. is now. What it's, is he doing? The social media manager at he's Duke? He's basically Mike Schrage is his name and yeah. Schrage's a nice guy. Former Ohio State assistant. Right. Elon, nice yeah. guy. We we like Schrage on the show. But yeah, he's basically like the he is the if if John Shire's back starts to act up, he is the one who steps in. Really? You think, think so? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So he's the fall guy. He's the fall guy. <laughs> right. Which any other program you're like, "Oh, so he's like the the they must really respect him and like really you know the duke it's like no he's the fall guy kentucky yeah. would probably be that way too wouldn't you say right who's the fall guy at kentucky right now it's if can, probably it, brad calipari if uh if if cal if cal couldn't coach anymore the guy who they put in his seat is not the guy that they they have the most respect for it's the guy that they're saying fall you're, guy you're the fall guy <laughs> <laughs> you are walking the plane. Maybe I should stop uh, with the Charleston. I should I should take my crosshairs away from Charleston and put them on like Xavier for their schedule or something. I don't know, but I don't mm. want to. I don't want to do that with Xavier fans either because they're they're fired up. I'll do it with Auburn because Auburn's in a similar boat. That Auburn, um, Auburn has not like away from home. Auburn's one win over a team that has any prayer at making the tournament was when they scored forty three points on Northwestern mm-hmm. in Mexico. They won forty three to forty two against Northwestern. <laughs> In Mexico in November, and outside of that, everyone all, remembers. Yeah, outside of that, <laughs> they uh, they have not they their their wins out away from home are Bradley, mm. Washington, and Ole Miss, and that's it. And those are the only teams they've beaten away from home, and somehow they continue to be ranked because every because they beat Auburn. like decent teams, yeah, and in, in the jungle, and then everyone's like, oh my god, Bruce Pearl, he's doing it again. <laughs> Walker Kessler the other day in the NBA had twenty and twenty against the Timberwolves, who obviously traded him for picks and Rudy Gobert, yada, yada, yada. And yeah. I was just, I looked at the stat line. I laughed at myself a little bit. I was like, this man had no impact in the NCAA tournament. You know? He's <laughs> playing the NBA. He's got 20 and 20. That, uh, that Auburn-Miami game last year will... Uh, that'll break your brain. That, that'll, that's, it's going to take a while. I, I, what, what does Bruce Pearl have to do to, to shed that from your brain? From, when, Go when, to when another you Final of, Four. Yeah. If someone says Bruce Pearl is one of the best coaches in college basketball, I'm gonna say I'm gonna stop you right there and let's talk about the Jabari Smith, yeah, Walker Kessler season. Yeah. And it's going to take, yeah, probably another Final Four for me to uh, forget. I mean, about it's that. the Texas test. I mean, think about it. If you're an Auburn fan, does Texas really want Bruce Pearl? No, so he's not a good coach. <laughs> Just think about it. It's Texas, Texas test. test. It's the Texas. I test. I love that. Yeah. Like Texas I mean, test. if you're John, if you're Duke fan, and you're like, does Texas want John Shire? Yeah. No. Yeah. If if uh if if the uh coach, yeah, you, you don't have to you don't you're have to Baylor. give him more. Does Texas want Scott Drew? Yes. yes. Yeah, and you don't have to give him any more money or anything else. Right. It's just like like Duke calls and is like, we'll we'll give we're willing to let John Shire out of his contract. You don't have to pay a buyout. You don't have to do anything. Texas is gonna say no. We're good. Thanks. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> we'll take Jai Lucas. The Texas test. That's the Texas test. Uh, what else? What have What have we not talked about? Anything else you want to hit? Before? Honestly, I was just, I was fired up about NC State. That was really my last thing on the docket. I mean, we should just quickly just you know give a shout out, I guess, to Oregon. You know, that was a pretty impressive win. Yeah, Dante and Folly Dante with the big dunk on Kirk Kirkisa says it was a charge. 
that was a great like college basketball says that's a charge but the yeah. officials there were like no way that's yeah. a dunk you know that was great i i so part of me respects crease uh for trying to take willingness the to get dunked on that man mm -hmm. will <laughs> I, I can't quit Kirk Reese in terms of likability. I quit. I've quit Arizona as a national title contender. Right. I, I've definitely quit because they're they are definitely a worse team than they were last year. I, I I already thought they were, but like now it's like, all right, you're not even close to as good of a team as you were last year. Mm -hmm. And um, as far as I know, I don't think they. I'd have to look it up, but I, they didn't win the national title last year, did they? <laughs> no. Okay. Um. So uh uh, I I'm I'm done with them in that regard, but I can't quit Kirk Reese as a as an as a character as a college basketball character. He's a good character because I think not ultimately, a good point guard. Good ultimately, character. and and Arizona State fans will disagree. A lot of Pac-12 UCLA fans will disagree. I don't. When I watch Arizona, I don't think Kirk Reese is dirty. I don't. I don't really get the feeling that he's like. He's not trying to hurt people in the way that like your Grayson Allen's or your even Brad Davison at times would like, mm -hmm. you know, do the hook and hold and, and put his hands right. up and be like, I'm not doing anything. Zach and, Eady. That's what yeah. Michigan State fans are saying. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know why that's I don't was so know. Funny I to me. like Creesa, he flops, he whines, he mm -hmm. talks shit, he 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 checks all the boxes of like, I should hate this man so much. But I think ultimately he's not playing dirty, so I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't I don't know why. What is, is it? Is it the Maui? Is it just Maui? Is that all it is? Like once you see the man in Maui, you're just like I I gotta love everybody that goes to Maui because I still <laughs> for, for as much as we hated Arkansas and Maui, like I still watch watch Arkansas and they they've fallen off a cliff and they can't hit they can't shoot for shit and like right. they look like a completely different team than we saw in Maui. I still hold out hope that they're gonna put it together a little bit. Like they're not gonna be the team we thought they were. Um, you know, with Brazil out and, and Nick Smith and questionable and all that kind of stuff, but. I still watch Arkansas, and I'm like, I, I think there's a good team in there. Come on, boys, we can do this. Right. Um, and I think that might be it with creases. Like, I, I, he gets dunked on, and I want to clown him, but like, there's a sliver of me, just a small sliver, that's like, that's my guy. <laughs> I kind of feel that way with Tommy Lloyd, and, and you know, I love Coach Rob, Steve Robinson on the bench. So, I, I mean, I, I have a soft spot for Arizona, especially this Arizona team, because of Maui. But as I watched this game, Dante was talking after the fact, and he was like. He was like, when I saw it was Creesa, I was like, I know I'm rising up on him. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. He was like, he was talking That's shit. Amazing. He was talking shit to us before the game. And he was like, I'm dunking on this dude. Ends up putting a double-double, 22 and 10. Dana Altman, you know, he just seems to get these Oregon teams to eventually buy in. I liked some of the talent on Oregon in this game. And I know it was one game. It, it was probably more of a blip than a bomb. They're not making the tournament not, unless they win the Pac-12 tournament. But, but they, they could, could win That's the Pac-12 tournament. That, that, yeah. that was my takeaway yeah. in this game. I was like, UCLA is by far the best team in the Pac-12, but I could see Oregon winning the tournament. Um, I don't know. The, it just threw me off because Arizona's best point guard is Tubelis. And Tubelis, of course, is not a point guard. Just so. one time I want to see Arizona lose a game. And Kirk Creesa had like twenty two points and six assists, but everyone else played like shit. Right. Instead, you can you can set your clock to it. Uh, when Arizona, I guess that's not what the phrase would be. Bad use of that <laughs> phrase. Oof. Um, but if if you never watch Arizona basketball and you just follow their scores, when you see Arizona lose a game, go look at the box score, and I can just about guarantee that Kirk Creesa was like two for fifteen. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, and didn't stop shooting. That's the other part. He's never like one for three and says, oh, it's not my night. Like yeah. that that one went in, that one that went in, it felt sloppy out of the hand and I was kind of lucky there. Boof, might not be my night. Maybe I should get other guys going. It's never the case. Every time they lose, Kirk Creese had an absolute stinker of a game. Right. And uh, I just wish that wasn't the case with this team. Me too. And I think if Tommy Lloyd 
I think if Tommy Lloyd had to do it without the the impact on the team, because I think Crease is one of the most lovable, affable people on the team, and he's a part of you know the culture of that team. But if they started Boswell and brought Crease off the bench as the sixth man, I think that would be a big move, and I think it would help them. <laughs> I think it would really help them a lot. I think Boswell, I mean, Boswell had 15 points in 23 minutes in this game, and I'm not saying that he needs to be a scoring asset for this team, but he doesn't take shots away. Kerr, as you and I both know, wants to take that three yeah. He wants to fake like he's going to use the ball screen and then cross over and take a deep three. That's yeah. what he wants to do every Every possession. single possession. Yeah. Every single possession. Yeah. And we watch it and we say, this can't be how the offense runs when you have these two bigs. And I think Boswell and, will make the entry passes. He'll run the offense. And I think it might get Kerr's head back in the game and then he can come back and start. You know? And Kreese is the type of dude that if, if Tommy Lloyd pulls him aside and says, listen, the, 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 shot, the, the shot that you just described, right. um, we don't need that right now. Let's get these other guys <laughs> going. Right. Let's let's get them. Um, he he's the type of point guard that would would listen to that for like a four minute stretch in between media timeouts. Would get everybody going. Uh, then you'd come out of the timeout and be like, "All right, I did my job. We got everyone going." And instead of saying what like a good point guard would say, which is like, "Oh, we're much better when this happens." Right. When let's I, keep when it I play, going. Let's keep yeah. this rolling. Right. Be like, "All right, we got that out of the way. Back to the shots." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's like, uh, "And <laughs> right." Oh man. Uh, shout outs, closeouts, man. Shout out to father time. Uh, I watched the NFL last night, Mark Titus and, um, you know, Tom Brady's right there in front of your face and he was not the Tom Brady that I have, have known to, you know, come to know over the years. And, uh, he was a little bit out of it. The bucks look like a lost, uh, you know, ship at sea. And, uh, just in general, I, it always comes back to no matter who you are, no matter how it works. Time always will catch up to you, and I think time has caught up to Tom Brady. Do they read off the same script, uh, it, or is it fresh thoughts every single time when you're mm-hmm. watching Tom Brady in the playoffs lose um, in the last five years, where you say, "If this is in fact the last week, <laughs> yeah, Brady, right." That's how. Let works. me just say that. The, <laughs> right. I don't know if there's like a, a memo they send out before every Brady playoff game. We're like, all right, so we're gonna roll the Brady package mm-hmm. at the end. The last time uh, Tom Brady was held scoreless Tra- in the yeah. first half was his first playoff game in 2001. All right, Troy, you say um, thank you from all from football fans <laughs> everywhere. Because I feel like I've heard, I feel like I've heard this for five years. Right. They're like if this is in fact the last we've seen of like like the Bob Costas when Michael Jordan hit the. Uh, the, the shot in Utah in Game Six where Bob Costas was like, "If that is in fact the <laughs> yeah. last image we see of Michael Jordan, oh my!" Let me say, yeah, from the and then you know just rip it off, just uh, yeah. Anyway, because well, every that's, every broadcaster like a Joe Buck, you know, or if it was Al my whoever it was, like they that moment's for them too, you know, yeah, they're exactly, like, "This is the exactly. last call of his career, and I am on it." The, well, that's the that's the downside to uh, uh, Al Michaels. And Tony Dungy, um, everyone ripping them, you know, is that if you're another broadcaster, you see how people um, view, you, like, like you just said, like you want to make the big, Tariko was awesome, by the way. Right. Tariko killed it. But Tariko's uh, great. Um, you don't want to be that, you know, like you, you there's the way to, I, I've heard uh, Chris Fowler thought, like Chris Fowler's like apparently like super hard on himself because he takes it way too seriously. And he's like, these are these moments that I'm calling in these biggest college football games every Saturday, they will be showing these games for the rest of all time. And like my right. voice is, I have to elevate this to, and I, I appreciate how much he respects the moment, but at the same time, like, dude, you're just kind of talking along with the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's not that, you know, we're not splitting the atom here, but you're right. There is, there is some sort of, as the broadcaster 
especially in football, dude, they're throwing out all this money to all these guys right. left and right. And, and you're Joe Buck. You um, just got this big deal at ESPN, and you're and you're saying to yourself, this is Tom Brady's last game, Monday Night Football. I'm on the call. Joe Buck comes from a announcer family where, like, they, they do think it is splitting the atom, by the way. That, that is, yeah, I know. That, I know. He does. He does. Yeah. He's like, I am splitting the atom every single week. Uh, so that that was the other part of it. It was like the per, the person that's going to take it to the nth degree, yeah. you know, right in our face. It's, and then you wild. got Peyton and Eli on the other channel, and they're just like, you know, Eli's just like screwing around, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I know. <laughs> that's ultimately, I think, what I want out of right. a broadcast is just kind of. Right. Right. It's weird, man. It's weird. I, I had the thought the other day of uh, if you and I called every single big sporting event, mm -hmm. do you think we could get to a point where people hear our voice and they think that we're good at this? Right. <laughs> like, because there is something to be said about. Never mind. This is a discussion for welfare, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I was, I was, I was like, are, are these guys good or is it just that familiar? Familiar. Yeah. Right. And you hear their voice and you think, oh, it must be a big game on. But like, does it actually enhance the game that much? Well, I, I guess saw, it does in some ways, but... Yeah, someone was going at Bill Burr. Bill Burr tweeted something about, like, you know, these announcers are terrible, whatever, you know, Bill Burr voice, you know, and, and everyone's like, you don't know their names. You don't know it's Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. Like, you've been yeah. watching football all these years. You just said, these announcers, <laughs> these announcers, you know? But I think that is kind of... And obviously, Bill Burr, it's like a bit, so it's not like him, you know, but it's like, that's the common sport. They're like, I don't even know half these people's names, yeah. so nor do I care. I just want them to give me the goods, you know? So... That's a part of it too. So, I, it's I, I would say to any uh, future broadcasters listening, it is very, very. It's, it is nearly impossible to win as a right. broadcaster. You Can't can only win. lose. Yeah. So stop trying to win. I guess right. would be my point. Like yeah. I don't, I don't need the the, the big swings. Right. The just, best. Just device. say what you're seeing. Yeah. Just talk about what you're seeing. And I say this as a guy who uh, I I called him a St. John's game on FS2, so I know what I'm right. talking about here. And don't spend your time talking shit about cocoa puffs and like talking about fruity pebbles and singing, going and tossing into breaks. And <laughs> I mean, if you're doing any of that and and you're trying to be funny or whatever that is, stop it. Stop it, fruity. Uh, I'm excited to run it back next year though when Brady makes the playoffs and we do the. Uh, that is in fact. Where do you think last... Brady's going? That's the next question. Colts. Nice. Brady's going to the Colts. Right. I think the Panthers are between Lamar and Brady, <laughs> and we're not sure who we want. We're, we're, we're going to have Lamar and Brady come in. They're going to run 40s against each other. We're going to see which one which one we like there. But I want Lamar to the Panthers. I think it makes sense, I, right? I think Brady, I think the Colts trade up, get the number one pick. Mm. Um, They trade up before draft day. They trade up like now. And the tonight. Colts now, tonight. <laughs> Maybe as, as we're recording this. Maybe trade, they've already done it. I don't know. in. Um, they have the new number one pick, but then everyone thinks they're going to take Bryce Young. Um, and then they instead sign Tom Brady and, Ooh. and draft, I don't know, draft a, a punter. A punter Who, who's, who's that a tight end? Draft that tight end. Yeah, draft that tight end. <laughs> that would be the Colts move right there. Yeah. They said, uh, Dallas Clark 2.0. <laughs> we got our guy. Um, LeBron, though, is killing it. Father time, dude. What about LeBron? Riddle me that. Yeah, How is yeah, he doing it? <laughs> <laughs> How is LeBron? Did you see LeBron called a, a, a girl at his son's high school on Instagram? He he had a big what? game. A Sierra Canyon, a Sierra Canyon girls basketball player had like right. a monster game. Right. And LeBron puts on his Instagram story, Hermothy is what he called her. I'm not kidding. Hermothy. Man. 
LeBron oh. LeBron is uh not Hemothy. I I, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Hermothy. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Or is he calling her yeah. Herm Edwards? Is that what he's saying? Like, he should have called her Persephone. Her like Persephone. That should have been it. Persephone. That would have been it. He's got to get like a little writing team behind him, you know? Well, that that is one thing I do like about LeBron, though, is because you know it's him tweeting. Yeah, exactly. Right? That is true. That is like the the coolest thing Great about point. LeBron is that it is him. Even if he Every tweets time, about China or whatever he's tweeting about, you're like, I know that's LeBron. I, that is a great point. No one else could have written that sentence. <laughs> Fantastic point. <laughs> when he hits in, you know that's coming straight from the heart. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out. Speaking of LeBron, <laughs> and uh, I want to shout out LeBron's. Uh, home college women's college basketball team the the ohio state women of course what so are they doing about, what are they up to taste over there's his home team the ucla is it <laughs> yeah, akron I'm like, how many, what is team? it miami is it uh what the is number it two time? rank now because mm. the uh stanford women i believe were number two just lost to usc is it maybe USC? there you go um so ohio state's number two now undefeated ohio state women south carolina is number one uh, Don Staley, the, yeah, shout out to Don. But Staley. the Buckeyes are number two and uh, are absolutely rolling. Got Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes coming to town. Uh, I think next week on Monday. Um, is so Caitlin Clark like the best player in women's basketball? Is she is she like running away with? Is she like Sheboy where she's going to go national? It's a great question. J- Jim would know better than we. Yeah, would. Jim, Jim, your you thoughts? You, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's oh, running wow. away. She's running wow. away with it. Running away yeah. with it? You would say? Yeah. She's like the Zach Eady. Of she's the Zach Eady of. of <laughs> mm. LeBron and Zach Eady's the Yao Ming. So Caitlin Clark is basically the Yao Ming of women's college basketball. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that all okay. adds up. That, that checks out. Um, UNC women beat State by the way on Sunday. Big win. UNC women are good, right? Yeah, number fifteen, number yeah, seventeen. Because you, you guys got you got worked at Indiana, right? And that's we, why you like fell off a yeah. cliff. But you're like still the women's basketball your- team and the men's basketball team were the Spider Man meme, where they were both ranked like that's top right. five, and then went to Bloomington, just started getting like blown yeah. out. They were like, wait a second. Yeah. And Deja Kelly is Caleb Love of the women's team. You know, love her. Great game. I, Indiana women are really good, too. I, th- I think Ohio State-Indiana uh, game's coming up. Mm. Women's, uh, uh, Maybe we pivot. Ranks. Maybe we just do a women's be, basketball we podcast. We should. I got to do something, dude. The, the Ohio State men are killing me. We would me. win awards, you know? We, we, yeah, that's true. We, like, would. <laughs> we would actually win sports We'd have zero listeners. But we'd win but sports. But we'd win awards. That's right. a great point, dude. Right. Great point. Huh. I mean, I watch should some of the women's it? games. <laughs> AZ Fudd is nice. I like AZ Fudd's game. It's the tagline to our women's college <laughs> basketball podcast. Hey. It's like, we watch some of the games. Yeah, people are mad. <laughs> people are mad I'm watching these games. Uh, the the uh, By the way, I, 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 I want to say that uh, the, men, the Ohio State men's team, um, fear not. We called a players-only meeting. didn't work. Um, but I am going to Columbus on Saturday. I've decided enough's enough. Whoa. You're going to go. Playing, speaking of Ohio State-Iowa, I, we play Iowa at home on Saturday. We got, we got Nebraska- um, so you're you're, you're going on boots on the ground. You're you're like I got to figure this out. I'm saving the season for the team. Wow. I'm personally guaranteeing a win. I'm bringing it with me. I'm packing it in my carry on. Um. So, <laughs> you know, even if I lose my luggage, I'm not yeah. checking it. Don't want to. Don't want right. to. You know, I'm I'm keeping that thing with me. I'm delivering a win to Columbus. Enough is enough. I was watching the Rutgers game. I it was close. Um. Down the stretch, I knew what was coming. I knew we were going to choke it away. And as I was watching the game, I booked my flight because I I knew I was like yeah. I, I see where this is going. The the players only meeting is not going to help. Nothing's going to help. I have to go 
to Columbus and deliver a win to the boys. So I'm doing that. So I just wanted to. And I'm, I'm going. I'm flying in Friday and flying back Sunday. I'm going literally just for the one game. Like I'm. 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 I'm done fucking around with this team. I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to sit them down. I'm going to turn all the cameras off. Fox is going to have a bunch of cameras in the locker right. room. It's like turn those cameras off. It we're, was. We're done fucking around. It was cool that Fox did that. Like I. I did learn a lot. <laughs> I did learn a lot watching the game. Just about how both of these coaches were trying to work the officials like our guy chris holtman he was amazing at one point like i can't remember the ref's names let's just say he's gary you know but gary made a terrible call and he goes come on gary let's get it together today you yeah know? it was like the, the yeah we talked about working the refs and i was like coach holtman gets it he but he knew he's he was on live tv dude and he would have he would have added a little more pepper to yeah, it if right. he and to his a, team there's yeah. a lot more pepper that he had ready and, i know and he did not I know, know so and i and and I, I, I've seen enough. I'm I'm going to Columbus to. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. That's where I'm at. I was like, I I, I was dumb enough to think that uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna turn, turn I'm gonna save the season. So there you, you need go. Need me to record a voice memo because again, Ohio State. I am invested. They are our best win. North Carolina's best win of the season. Yeah. So I'm there are a lot of teams' well. best win. <laughs> right. And I'm like I'm like I need you guys to get it together. You know. <laughs> we're turning into the florida where everyone's like we have a great Everyone resume we, we beat ohio state yeah. like, michigan's yeah, well, like that too yeah, michigan I mean, is a Kentucky little bit like carolina that. are like michigan huge win over michigan yeah, michigan's yeah. like we've lost every game every q1 team we've played we've lost. i kind of like michigan they'll get it together uh yeah so there you have it uh spoiler alert we're beating iowa we're beating mm -hmm. iowa on saturday i'm, okay. I'm guaranteeing a win uh what else what else shout out to uh speaking of Rutgers, ace bailey five star committed to Rutgers. that's right. the thing about Rutgers. like we Biggest I'm, recruit ever, right? I'm Rutgers watching my history. team to lose to Rutgers, and Rutgers is one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Very deserved. Uh, the program, it's not just a fluke. The program has been on the rise. This will be their third tournament in a row. Should be fourth because they were going to go to the 2020 tournament, weren't they? Right. Um, they were. They, the, the, it's very well deserved their place in the Big Ten at this point. Uh, but it's it is interesting how like no no Big Ten fans hate them like it's every every like I'm watching Ohio State choke a, a big a much needed game away on the road in overtime. And part of me is like, man, good for Rutgers, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, this is a fun, like, Pykele's awesome. They land a five-star recruit. Uh, th they are, but then in a weird way, like, that sort of feels like it might be a little condescending because, like, if they were truly, like, the class of the Big Ten, you know, I would not be happy for them. No one would be happy for them. Right. Like, screw you guys. We're trying to beat you. You know, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic going. Everyone on likes right Steve Peichel. Everyone likes Rutgers. It's hard not to. And uh, the funniest part to me about it is that uh, someone pointed out this conspiracy theory: Steve Peichel from Bristol, Connecticut. So ESPN, he's a hometown kid. They're gonna put, they're gonna put oh. out the propaganda of Rutgers. They're gonna have where does, his back. Where does Andy Katz live? Harford. Oh, Connecticut, huh? He lives in Connecticut, doesn't he? I think so. I'm pretty sure he's a Connecticut guy. Because right. didn't he tell that like when we asked him what he was up to? We had him on the summer and we asked him what he's up to. He's like, I'm paddleboarding in Connecticut and playing pickleball. Or was it tennis? Tennis. He's tennis. He's a tennis right. guy. He actually got offended, right? When we when we That's were right. like, yeah, we were yeah. like, you played to pickleball, and he was like, I'm an yeah. athlete. Yeah. <laughs> I play tennis. And I respect that. I would watch that YouTube series of Andy Katz um going to parks to play tennis and he can't find anybody to play with because everyone's on the pickleball courts. And right. he's just, he's just screaming serving. at the heavens. <laughs> serving like Andy Roddick, <laughs> yeah. like 100 miles per hour. And he's trying, the man who saved tennis mm. and starring Andy Katz. Um, yeah, but he's a big, he's a big records guy though. And he, uh, he knew. Yeah, maybe he's, uh, he's in on it. Also, the, the kid, that. the commit that you said was Ace Bailey. The Ace is his nickname. His real name has Air in it. It's like Aerialist or something like that. So he should be Air, Air Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. Air Bailey. 
or Ace. I, I, I need to be on these marketing teams like yeah. before they get announced what they're going to go by and what their name is, you know, like kind of like Mike to Michael. You know, that was a genius move. The idea of LeBron taking the Facebook, make it just Facebook. You the know, idea of LeBron moments. paying you to write tweets for him. And oh, I'm in captions. That's, oh, I'm in. That's a great. That's a great. Move. And I know how LeBron works because when LeBron wants emphasis, he capitalizes the word. <laughs> yeah. like you know i already kind of know some of his tropes like yeah. that's like when he's like energy effort you know yes. these are capitalized yes. these are things he wants to point out remember he was tweeting about the officials you know he was like yeah. he's like these officials are basically ruining basketball yes anyways let's anyways, go lakers let's go. Let's, squad. Go, like, let's go squad let's keep working um shout out illinois they're rolling uh, love it we speak your name love it um creighton you said big win over providence we, we see you, Creighton. We never stop seeing you. Yeah. Um, Creighton, just win big, you know? Just blow some people out. Oh, That's my final shout-out. I was in Colorado this weekend. Uh, I went to the yeah, right. uh, National Western Stock Show. Actually, I saw that big, on Instagram. One of the big, uh, maybe the biggest rodeo in the country. Right. One of the big rodeos. It's right. it's It's been going on for like over 100 years. <laughs> you think Texas people and, look at that and they say, our culture is not your costume? <laughs> dude, I, I, rodeo, Denver I'm Broncos, kidding, dude. I'm kidding, yeah. It's, they're called the Broncos. I think that gives... It, they, they have If your right. football team they're is right. named they're after Southwest. Rodeo... They're Southwestern Conference. They can do it. Um, Yeah, so it's like one of the big, the big, the greatest rodeo. I don't know. I, I didn't really know much about it, but I was in Denver and someone's like, you want to go? And I was like, sure. And so I packed my uh, my Tex Titus outfit that I got nice. when, when Jim and I were doing the college football tours and we went to Austin and, <laughs> and uh, College Station. Um, I had my cowboy hat on, had my bolo tie, which How'd is it feel the bolo tie is actually a Texas bolo tie. So I felt mm. a little culture. Yeah. Costume. A little, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Um, but anyway, I wanted to shout it out because, uh, it was, I, I've been to a few rodeos in my life. I've been to probably five to 10, somewhere in there. Mm. It has been a very long time since I've been to one. Um, and, uh, I completely forgot Tate about the, uh, the mutton busting is what it's called. The, the huh? Yeah. The hubba what? So it's the full gamut of rodeo. It was, it, we had some bareback bronc riding. We had some, uh, <laughs> some bull riding. We had the, the deal where they, uh, they, they, they let the little calf go and then you, you have to catch right, them and then jump right. off your horse and tie them up. And then they right. always like tie them up and show their hands real quick. Right. Like they're getting shot at. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Um, they had that. They had, they had the, <laughs> they had the tag team um, deal <clears throat> where like one guy does the horns of the calf. And then the other guy does the back legs, and then they just basically pull the ropes tight and like break the calf's neck, and then everyone claps. That one was gruesome. That one was the one I was like, I don't know if we need this. I'm not much of a bleeding heart, but at a certain point, you see it. We could get that one out of the games. The most gnarly one, though, is the uh, you jump off your horse onto the 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 calf and like and bring it to the ground. Right, that's the wrestling move. Dude, the wrestling one that was sick. So they had all of these. By far the biggest hit of the night is the mutton bust, in which they do it like most rodeos. But I think the uh, someone told me this 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 particular rodeo invented it. The 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 National Western Stock Show invented it. They bring sheep out, just normal sheep. Oh man! They also bring like six year old kids out, and they put helmets on them, like like hockey goalie helmets on them, basically. Right. They then position, they, they hold the sheep still, they position the kid onto the sheep and they say, hold on for dear life. And then they slap the sheep on the ass and let it run. And these kids are bear hugging sheep. And I'm watching this and I'm like cackling laughing and I'm saying to myself, this has to be a halftime show. Like this, get, right. get Red Panda out Red of here. Red Panda, this is, this is you're done. nightmare. Yeah, you're done. 
This is this is the halftime show of the future. Is and kids w- riding sheep? What are the sheep? <laughs> <laughs> the sheep are bucking like they're kicking. No, they're, 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 they're not. They're, they're not bucking. They're just like kind of running. Okay. Because they're they're like what the like they're, they're like, probably traumatized. Yeah, yeah, they're, <laughs> like, they're like, am I getting attacked? There was one that went though. Oh there was one God. sheep that was. Uh, it reminded me of Moses because he he just straight up did not care. Like they they slap him on the ass and he just like starts slowly walking. And this kid is grabbing for dear life. And the sheep's just kind of looking back over its shoulder, like, what the hell is this kid doing? Right. And then just kind of like slowly walking. And then they had to come pry the kid off because there it was like a it was a dud sheep for this event, basically. The sh- the sheep was too chill. Right. Um they're like, we got the wrong sheep. We got the wrong, we needed like right. the more spastic sheep, but oh my god, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. How long were you there? Like how at, many, at the rodeo? Yeah, like how many, rodeo. It, was, it was like a three hour night. Wow. Yeah. Oh my it, was, god. it was awesome, dude. It was actually it was sick. It was a fun time, but uh I, I wanted I I brought it up because of the mutton busting any any uh see I want to be on the writing team for those things like you exactly. know when they're coming up with the names of these events they're like what is this I'm like what is it a mutton busting mutton busting <laughs> <laughs> and I want to see I want to see this at, for a halftime show at a college basketball game but especially at a place where um it's it should like at Wyoming you know well no like it, it's appreciated it's one thing but like oh you want it to be like shocking I want it to be shocking you I want, want it at a St. John's game yeah Pauly Pavilion like, Pauly Pavilion right yeah. that's what we want because <laughs> at Wyoming it's like not as shocking it's UCLA like, lady sees that she's she's sure <laughs> yeah, dude. She's, they say they're gonna be mutton busting the halftime she's like <laughs> <laughs> mutton busted dude I was dying so there you go there you have it Jim, were you, Jim what do you think about that rodeo you ever been to one I went to a bull riding at Madison Square Garden once they, they do bull riding at National Bull Riding League. Good for them. Oh, that's great. PBR. See? That's yeah, great. Did you did, did it uh Culture, did it sell costume. out? Was it was there a good crowd? Yeah, they do it every year. Really? It's like first weekend. Of do, was it locals? Do you think, or is it people coming? Definitely people coming. Yeah, to, it was yeah. both though. I, like I went with my friends. It was really fun. It was crazy. We'd never seen anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> these New Yorkers yeah, these <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Look at this. And by shit. anything like that, you mean like animals? <laughs> yeah. We've much. never seen a. Seen we've never rats. seen a cow. Seen rats. <laughs> yeah. Never seen a rat. Do yeah, that. <laughs> Through mutton busted, but with the rats. <laughs> Just put some. There you go. Strap a baby to that thing. <laughs> Strap a baby. To New York baby. New York, New York rodeo. rodeo. Uh, Can all I right. give one shout out? Yeah, go to ahead. To the second biggest Chargers fan, this genius who bet $1.4 million at halftime to win $11,000. It wasn't you, was it? No. No, Tate's the biggest Chargers fan. I uh, I predicted on the show that the Chargers were going to lose, by the way. People forget. Yeah. Did you go to the game? <laughs> In Jacksonville. <laughs> In Jacksonville. That was the most blatant. It doesn't matter. No, Lombardi, Michael Lombardi, uh, called me at halftime of that game. He's like, wait till you see Staley F this up. This is going to be, he's like, this is going to be like. Biblical. Like, yeah, he's like, this is going to be Da Vinci. What level. happened to Staley? I thought he was a boy wonder genius. He was never a boy wonder genius. People got him confused with Sean McVay. He's a defensive coach and our defense sucks, you know? So, like, we, we blame this man. We know this man can't coach. He made Doug Peterson look good. And uh, anyways, Michael Lombardi shot to him. He called me at halftime and was like, wait till you see this colossal loss for the Chargers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Chargers fan. I just fan. put $1.4 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, is it really over? He's like, it's over. He's like, then let them score a touchdown for the half. It's over. Get ready for it. And it happened right then. Right then. Oof. Saw it. NBC Sports says by firing Joe Lombardi, Chargers oh. apparently will stay the court with Brandon Staley. Offensive is that Mike's? No, no, no. Mick Lombardi. Mick is. is Joe, Joe is not. Joe is not. Well, I mean, they may related? be down the line, but uh, no, not related. Mick Lombardi, 
the OC of Tom, future Tom Brady with the Raiders mm. is Lombardi's son. There you go. Go Raiders. Yeah. Um, Good shout out, Jim. Yep. Yeah. Sorry about your Chargers, man. It's tough. You're, you're going to renew next year? <laughs> yeah, I'm already you got to send a in. message, dude. I'm, I'm when are you going to send lo- a message? I'm already locked in. Dude, no, yeah, I, you should protest and only go to one game. Have look, you used your voice with the organization? Yeah. You, you should send I, a letter and say. I wrote on the message boards um, after the game. I was just like, oh, really? ah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite, like season ticket slash booster letters are ones where you're not even demanding anything. Mm. Like it's not like fire stay of the. It's just you just write in. You're like as a longtime season ticket holder, I'm disappointed. Right. right. Sign tape for you know. I couldn't even. And you I just, couldn't even write. I was so disappointed. Yeah. Okay, you should say you knew this was going to happen, and that's why you never went to any of the games. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's there true. As predicted on the show, <sighs> I knew it was going to happen. Man. All right, we've made the show long enough. Um, fun games tonight, especially in the Big 12. Right. Uh, we'll be watching those. We'll be back uh, Thursday. Are we doing a show Thursday morning? Yeah, mm-hmm. Thursday morning. Are we having Fanta on, by the way? I was talking Fanta to Jim about is it. Fanta's down. Did... Fanta's in? Yeah, he texted me. He's, he's been doing... Fanta signed on at Fox. Um, and, and he's not been doing any has, content with us. He's done zero content with us. Right. And, and we are here at Fox. Yeah, and I, I, I decided enough is enough, and we need to do something about it. So let's have Fanta on, on Thursday. That'll be fun, right? Deal. Signing right. up. See you guys.